This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, 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 San Diego. Welcome into a Monday edition of Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace Studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. live from Peoria, Arizona, where the Padres yesterday inked a new contract extension with Manny Machado, Tony Gwynn Jr., welcome to the program. And uh, my first reaction to the Padres and Manny coming to terms on a new contract was let the good times roll. They just keep on rolling for the San Diego Padres. Nothing but good news from this organization. And anybody who is worried about a potential a, de- a, de- a potential uh, little bump in the road, a speed bump, Something of that nature. There you go. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Yeah. Thank you from the cars. But yeah, that's the Padres right now. I mean, it's just all smiles, all happy times in Peoria. And you know, I don't think we should be surprised. I, I know the the fans were in a bit of a panic when Manny uh, opted out, but when Peter Seidler said that was his top priority was to get Manny taken care of, you had a good feeling something would get done. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it, it really had nothing to do with Peter. It had, it, 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 my comfort was in listening to Manny and, and being around Manny because ultimately, I, I think everyone knew Peter's what Peter's desire was. But the scary part was not really knowing what Manny's desires was, uh, especially after he decided to opt out. But just hearing the tone that he uh, really dealt with the whole situation, um, the at ease, he seemed to be talking about it, even when he had made that announcement. Um, it was no surprise to me. And um, this is now, uh, um, as we've heard, as I've heard a few different times, this is now a legacy uh, contract now for Manny Machado. He'll be 41 when this deal is up. Um, so, yeah, his career is going to end in San Diego, and everything he does from this point forward will be um, in a Padre uniform, whether – he he's able to get to that three thousand hit mark. Whether he's able to get to five hundred home runs, if he's able to do those things, they will all come in a Padre uniform. And so, um, yeah, it, it was business um, from the beginning, um, but it, it just seemed like everybody was going to keep going to work, especially Manny. And now, everybody, this, we can all put this behind us. We can um, stop worrying those who were calling him greedy and. It's all good now, right? It's 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 Manny's here, and uh, you got the the leader of the pack as you get ready to go into this twenty twenty three season, and you have him until twenty thirty four. But when are we going to re sign Juan Soto? 
I mean, what are we oh, going to do yeah. about that? <laughs> I just, I'm just panicking for the rest of the people out there. They're still <laughs> never going to be 1,000% satisfied. No, this is, I mean, this was, this is a big deal. And uh, it came down yesterday morning. Uh, I know Sammy Levitt came on, did a live show yesterday morning. Uh, I was on that program to discuss this a little bit. And, you know, I think all of it goes hand in hand. I mean, it all started, I guess, maybe if you want to say with Eric Hosmer, I mean, that's what Manny points yeah. to as to why he came to San Diego, or at least the reason that he was interested in coming to San Diego. But, you know, that and then the contract extension for Fernando, then the acquiring of Juan Soto, and then the extensions for Musgrove and for Darvish. I think it made it easy for Manny Machado to to want to be included in part of this thing going forward. I don't think he wanted to go anywhere else. So everything kind of, you know, works together in this whole magical Magical production put together by Peter Seidler and the Padres organization. And, uh, you know, it, the thing that I like now is that, you know, we, you and I keep talking about let's focus on 2023. Well, absolutely, we should. This could, should be an amazing season. But I don't think the window is going to open and close in 2023. I mean, you're going to have Manny. You're going to have Toddy. You're going to have Darvish. You're going to have Musgrove. You're going to have all of this stuff, uh, Bogarts. You can have all of it moving forward for quite some time. And I would think that, and again, and I think the the genius of Peter Seidler is realizing that every time he pulls off one of these moves, it makes it easier for, for him to pull off the next move because yeah. people are more interested in playing here. Yeah. Well, at this point, you know, there does seem to be a little bit indication on what's going to be available moving forward based on – what possibly could be the numbers for for Manny when this all said and done. They basically tore up the old contract and brought in a, a completely new one. And in it, it, it is, his average salary goes up, what, 1.8, I think, per year? Yeah, $30 uh, so, million to thirty one eight. So he didn't get a, a the, the substantial pay raise or wasn't looking for the substantial pay raise that people um, were anticipating. So... Is that insight into what can happen in terms of pieces moving forward? I don't know, but you're right. It does ultimately put together a pretty strong nucleus for not just 2023, but 2024, 5, 6, 7. I mean, in really through the 20s, right? You can pretty you can feel pretty comfortable, right? You get to um, 2030, Manny's going to be 37. Yeah, right. what's going to happen in 2031, Tony? My goodness. Am I going to have, but that's to, start, what I'm saying. Am I going to, have to, to start rooting for the Rockies at that point? I mean, come on. That's that's to your point, though, that uh, the window – and listen, the, 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 some of the pieces may change, but the nucleus is going to be intact right. for through the rest of the 20s into the 30s. And, uh, yeah, the, the window certainly – won't it, 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 it? Although it, I don't know. I don't know that the window was ever closing. It just felt like it was because there were so many question marks about it. I think the window is is pretty well open uh, for the Padres to do something in this time frame right now. Yeah, well, players are going to come and players are going to go, but the one, the solid core of these five guys—Darvish, Musgrove, Tatis, Bogarts, and Machado—that's not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. So, you know, you've got contract extensions inked and done with every one of those guys. And really, no matter who comes and goes, that 
that foundation right there is going to give the Padres a fighting chance to be competitive throughout the next half decade, if not much more. So uh, a remarkable weekend for Padre baseball. Uh, Padres then uh, celebrated yesterday, went out and put 18 runs on the board against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, It's spring training, but, you know, I think everybody was feeling pretty loose and good yesterday. Uh, Sorry, Tony, you had to work a three-hour game. I know that's kind of the the odd exception. No, 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 no. There was no no complaining from this guy because you know why? <laughs> that three hour and three game, three hour and three minute game came with twenty plus runs, yeah, a boatload of hits, a gang of walks, um, and it still only was thirty minutes longer than the previous yeah. two games. So yeah, I, I, I have zero complaints in terms of how this thing. I didn't get a so big far. chance to talk to you on Friday because we had all those complications. But what was your first thought when the first the first pitch clock? Uh, infraction happened to Manny Machado. It, it uh, was a little startling, but it, you know what? It seems it's, to me we've only gone through three days. It seems like everybody around baseball is already kind of settling into this, even though there's uh, been some yeah. complications. I, listen, this is the I, I don't often give Major League Baseball a ton of credit, but they deserve a ton of credit because they were putting it the they were putting it out there at the end of last year before we finished the World Series that. There wasn't going to be any warming up period. Like, from the moment spring training started, you better be ready to deal with these rules. And I think the guys heard that and have, you know, made the adjustment. Now, there is, you know, you're still getting about one and a half infractions when it's all averaged out, a little bit over that uh, per game so far. But I think for the most part, guys recognize that, A, it's probably better for them for the game to be moving along faster. I don't know about you guys. I don't know how many games you guys watched, but the thing that stood out, standing out to me, uh, and by the way, to answer your question, I didn't have a reaction because see it. It happened so fast. He yeah. walked in and all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> oh, what's going on? Oh, 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 there's our first infraction. And it happened so fast, I didn't really have a reaction. But the thing I have noticed most is the ball is in play. Now, I don't know if that's because um, we were at the beginning of spring training, uh, but – the, the 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 dead time is just not as much and it just makes the game so much more enjoyable to watch because you don't have uh and, and by the way for all those who were trying to say the hitters are equally as bad as the pitchers it's been proven so far that the pitchers are the ones that have the biggest issue with this whole yeah. um time thing um especially when you get runners on that's when it the clock, you, you start paying close attention. Because especially if a guy is struggling, I've noticed in the, the first three games, or at least that I've done, um, when a guy starts to struggle with runners on, that's when they almost forget about the clock. And then it's like they're looking in with like three seconds, and you know he's going to get banged on it. this one right here. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to make it. But <laughs> um, the, game, the game, even I think for the baseball fans, you'll still notice when it's a bad baseball game. Even though it might only be two hours and – 35 minutes, two hours and 40 minutes, you'll recognize a good game, a well-played game versus kind of a pig. And um, I think this is going to end up being good for everybody. It looks like it's great for baseball. Now, have you seen anything yet in the first three games with the throwing over to first base rule, the limit on throwing over to first base? I have it. What what Jesse and I have both noticed, and it's early, is – Teams recognize they can't throw over. So you know what you see now? You see a lot more back picks from the catcher. We've I, In the first ah. three days, I think we've seen four of them. And so 
you know, that's something that you you might see once a week, once every one, once in you know every every couple. Catchers of weeks. are going to have to keep runners close by themselves. That's 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 going to be, I think, the kind of um, force you to stay close. It's going to come, you know, you're going. Your pitcher's only going to have those two. The rest of them are the catchers are going to be doing it a lot more. A lot and, more pickoff attempts. A lot more pickoffs, guys. So that used to be reserved for the elite, right? Like the Yachty Molinas of the of the world, the, the Contreras's of the world. You're going to see a lot more catchers doing it now. Yep. Well, Padres just scored two runs uh, against the Dodgers in Peoria. That game's three three in the bottom of the seventh inning. Cactus League Championship, baby. Yeah. Well, where the uh, where Sammy Lovett goes, the champagne flows. Yes, wherever you, Sammy you know goes, the so, champagne flows. Padres are already two and one in that effort to win the uh, Cactus League title. They just came up with two runs to tie the game up. We'll keep you up to date on that. But yeah, Manny Machado is uh, sticking around. It's a great start to this week. There's a lot going on. It was a very busy weekend in. Sports. I thought, uh, especially basketball, uh, it was an amazing weekend for the NBA, uh, not only including Damian Lillard's 71-point game, but how about the Clippers-Kings game on Friday night? Oh, my Lord. The second-highest scoring game in NBA history. we got to talk about some NBA stuff. College basketball, the Aztecs won a thriller over New Mexico on Saturday night, thanks to Lamont Butler's uh, uh, buzzer-beating three-pointer. The Aztecs clinch at least a share of the Mountain West Conference Championship. They will try to wrap it up exclusively tomorrow night in Boise. But uh, it's going to be another NCAA-bound season for Brian Dutcher and the guys. That was a great win coming from 13 points down to win that yeah. in the pit. So we'll talk plenty about that. Uh, golf, there was some XFL action. What else was there? Scraping? I know you were locked in on the XFL action. I wasn't, but yeah. uh, I know that. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't, did you see, sorry. Actually, since we're probably not going to talk about the XFL much, did you see A.J. McCarron and uh, he led a drive to have his team win on Thursday night XFL football? Okay, and his son, I guess, really loves to play or to watch him on uh, play on YouTube. So he watches all of his old film and stuff. And so he said one of the reasons that he didn't try to go back to the NFL was because he wanted his son to watch him play football and actually play instead of being a clipboard holder. Isn't so, that nice? I thought that, that was kind of cool. Let me tell you something. If he had a nice contract offer to stay in the NFL, see, I, I knew that Chris was going to fall. I, I knew out of all you the don't people think he here, taken an I offer think to Chris stay in the right. NFL. He's playing in the XFL because there's no other choice. But for he him. wouldn't. His kid wouldn't have been yeah, able to see nice him play. Put it. That's a nice way to put it. Uh, <laughs> I, d- this is a, a heartfelt story, Chris, and you're just not buying it. <laughs> My heart's aching for AJ McCarron. <laughs> his family uh coming up on the program jesse agler will join us from peoria we have not checked in with jesse for quite some time looking forward to that Uh, it's coming up in about uh, 25 minutes so stick around we'll have a padre pen pals today there's plenty of padres things to discuss your questions will have answers regular features daily gambit chris versus the fans the big five it's all coming up on gwen and chris Chris and uh, Matt from uh, San Diego, Tony Gwynn Jr. from Peoria on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Three twenty-one on the clock. It's a new week. It's Monday. Start of the week, at least. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Um, pretty exciting news over the weekend with Manny Machado signing. And then the boys went out on the field and uh, really put on an offensive display that I think we all envision um, in our heads of what it would look like. We got a chance to see it happen in, um, in real real time. And uh, the Padres get their first, or no, second victory of uh, spring training yesterday. Um, currently, right now, what's the score right now, fellas? Still 3-3. Three, three, uh, Dodgers are batting in the top of the eighth inning. Padres scored two in the seventh to tie up the game. So, uh, so just just to continue to show you guys how much of a difference this pitch clock is. This game started at one ten today. They're at the three twenty two mark. Um, yesterday, as long as that game was. We there was there was still a chance that that game was going to end under three hours. It still it barely got over at three hours and three minutes. But yeah, not many games make it over three hours. And uh, of course, for those of you listening, uh, Tony is an hour ahead. So understand that his one ten start was where he is in Peoria. Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> just, okay. just trying to straighten like, that out was, for everybody. I was thinking in my head, I was like, I know I didn't give the time the wrong time this time. So what could it have been? No, was, you uh, gave the proper the actual time game for, clock this time. You gave the proper time for our listeners in Peoria. When yeah. is it changing back? Because I can't. The 12th. The 12th, man, that's I've too all, far away. Trust me, I've already looked at this thing like a 600 times just to make sure <laughs> it doesn't, like I'm, I'm ready for it. Yes, the 12th is daylight savings time. So I think you, know, I have you a... guys' clock will move up an hour. Yeah, yeah right. Mine won't do anything. It'll yeah. be even, it will be the same time. I have a question. Are you. I mean, it's only four games in, but has everybody noticed that Xander Bogarts has been batting leadoff throughout spring training? I'm sure you've noticed it. Does this mean anything as far as the way Bob Melvin might be leaning toward putting together this lineup? Because I know there's a lot of people asking, you know, where's Bogarts going to hit? Where's Manny going to hit? Where's Soto going to hit? It's looking to me like he's going to go Bogarts, Soto, Machado, at least for the opening part of the season. That's that's what I've noticed. I, I don't know if this means anything or if anybody's asked Bob Melvin pointedly about that yet. I mean, we'll, we'll certainly see. I mean, that's what the lineup has been with the big dogs in it yeah. um, to start. And that may, may very well be the way they go until Fernando comes back on the 20th. But, um, you know, four games in, they skipper – 
especially Bo Mel last year, kind of stuck with the same one early. Think kind of started doing some tweaking as he tried to figure out what pieces go. The, the tough part is, uh, I'm, did, what, what Bogarts do today? How, how do you swing uh, it today? Oh, for two you today. Oh, for two today. Dahl batted second. Manny hit third. By the way, Manny's hitting six twenty-five this spring. If that yeah. means anything, it's an to easy six twenty. He had two bullets yesterday. I didn't see what he was knocked today, but one for three uh, today. Yeah. So he, he's he looks locked in, but you know I think it'll depend. Like if right now he's trying to figure it out, right? And if Bogarts doesn't swing the bat well in that spot, he he'll may, move him. Uh, he may like to go uh, elsewhere. I don't know how often Bogarts has hit lead off in his career, but um, I think that's something to keep an eye on because it has been like that through the first three four games, right? Yeah, right. That, that's just the only thing I've really noticed about. The lineup, and I don't know how much you can read into anything in spring training, but I'm always trying to, you know, pick up some little hints and some little secrets along the way. And I'm assuming this is what, his first plan. Based on what Bo Mel said, I, I wouldn't read too much into it because he said oftentimes, he said this like a couple different cases, oftentimes you come into spring with a plan and most of the time it changes. So I, I think he's just testing the waters a little bit. We did hear from Bo Mel after yesterday's game and uh, one of the things he was asked about was was the tweaks to ha sung kim's swing that he made this offseason we went over this during the break and said it yes all we out. did well, no so we totally as far did as i know that that was a waste oh, it's of right time. here i lost the ta- <laughs> sorry sorry yes we did <laughs> here it is everybody tries to get better right so you know it's he's He's, he did a lot of work on what he thinks he needs to do to improve um, in concert with, you know, Flash and the hitting group. So he's trying to just become a better hitter. And, you know, you've seen him hit, what, 30 home runs in Korea. Um, kind of where he's hitting the ball, giving it a little bit more chance. I know he wants to hit a few more home runs. But... You know, some of the, you look at the pop-up rates last year, maybe a little bit high. So maybe trying to stay on some balls, which he stayed, you know, got on top of the fastball yesterday. Um, but just trying to just trying to get better. Yeah, and be honest with you guys, that worries me a little bit. Especially when you saw the market improvement from last year, or from, what was that, 2021? Wait, what worries you? What did you hear there that worried you? Uh, the Hassan Kim wanting to make tweaks to his swing. Why is that? I mean, he improved okay. his. He improved last year. Maybe he takes a, if he takes another step forward, that would be really good, right? I mean, if if hitting really worked like that, that would be amazing. <laughs> if you could just continue to just make tweaks and things just get keep getting markedly better. I would say this: I, I, I it's not necessarily the tweak of the swing. It's it's the trying to hit more homers. Yeah, part that you're right. That scares me a little bit, right? Because that always makes you nervous, had, huh? I know he hit more. It hit thirty in Korea, but this, quite frankly, this isn't this isn't that. And to see the improvement he made last year, you'd almost just like just improve on what you what you did, make what you did last year, just you know a little keep bit better. Keep on doing just that and do it some more. Keep on working on it. Yeah, power and, uh, wise, power wise, he's still been down though, and maybe that bothers him. I mean, he hit eight home runs in twenty twenty one. He only hit eleven last year, despite having twice as many at bats. So I'm just wondering if he himself thinks, you know, I should be closer to 20. But that's an well, interesting point you bring up, Tony. Dude, you don't want to give I up batting that... average and all the rest of it for it. 
It's not even necessarily the batting average. Just the consist. He he was much more consistent hitting the ball hard last year, right? And if you know, do we look at Hasan Kim and think he's a twenty homer guy? I don't. I don't know that I see that. You know, maybe he is. We haven't seen it yet at to this point. I could. You could maybe get me to go to fifteen from eleven, but eleven to twenty. That's a. It's a big jump. Yeah. And, and maybe maybe with the lineup being so deep. Maybe that presents a few more opportunities for him. But uh, I was surprised to hear that. I I had thought, you know, just from watching him last year, that although I'm sure he wasn't happy being, what was he, around 250? 250, 250, 251. Uh, I'm sure he would like to improve on that. Um, But maybe he's thinking about it from from a power perspective. I don't know that this ball club needs more power. You know what I'm saying? I, I think... I think they need more guys who can get on base. We yesterday was a great example of that, right? The bottom of the lineup got going, and then it just became a a a, a snowball that turned into an avalanche going downhill. Because as the lineup flips over, and you got the likes of Bogarts, Manny, Juan coming to the plate, and there's dudes on. If you remember back to 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 last year's playoffs, that is what made the Padres dangerous in that Mets series, in that Dodgers series, was the bottom of the lineup getting on and then the top of the lineup doing what they do best. So I don't know that, you know, when you look at this lineup, and listen, there's it, it, we don't know how it's going to all play out, um, but when you look at it, Bogarts, he's a 20, 25 homer guy, right? Manny's a 30-plus homer guy. Toddy's a 30-plus homer guy. Nelson Cruz, when when right, can be a thirty plus home run guy. Who am I missing? Oh, I'm missing another one. Jake. Well, he's not a thirty home run guy. Maybe I'm not missing. Oh, did I say Soto? I don't think I said Soto. Oh. Soto. Yeah, he's Soto. a thirty home run guy. Thirty, thir- twenty-five, thirty home run guy. So I don't know that you need more power in your lineup. I think you need more guys who can find their way on the base path. So we'll see how how that one. Figures out the other thing that as I as I said to Jesse yesterday, watching some of the games on the backfield, Juan Soto's swing looks right. And that only proved to be true in yesterday's game as he had three knocks. Here's what Bob Melvin had to say about Juan Soto looking locked in. He's getting a ton of at bats. You know, he wants to see a lot of looks. You know, every chance he gets to go over there and get some at bats, the more he wants. So um, it's good to get a couple games back to back. Where he, I mean, we're we're all seeing what he's all about. But uh, you know, he's he's pretty driven and, and hardworking in the fact that he just likes to see a lot of at bats, a lot of breaking balls. Let you know, get his get his ready as soon as he can. Probably has something to do with the WBC as well. Can I petition that Bob Melvin has to speak with who let the dogs out under him at all times? <laughs> it's so funny. Does it make him I sound a little what, cooler to Yes, you? it does. I, I tell you what, that was uh, – I'm glad that who let the dogs was out because there was some other hardcore stuff going on a couple times and he was having to talk <laughs> over that in the background. But, uh, yeah, no, that was uh, – I mean, Juan Soto, I said to Jesse, was like, his swing looks – it just looks like he's covering everything right now. I mean, he took Hater deep in, uh, um, in the backfields. He bridged somebody. I can't remember. Did, was, did he was take more, Musgrove if, deep, if too? It was Musgrove or Morty Hall. It might have been Musgrove he got. Um, he just His swing looks good. His swing looks really good right now. And it's training. I'm not getting too uh, – but when you have a guy who has his track track record, his swing just – it just looks it looks better right now. So, um, 
things are, are, are looking good for this Padre offense. Let's get to break. Uh, when we come back, my guy, Jesse Agler, Padre's play-by-play voice, will join us next. We'll get some of his thoughts on the new rules, this lineup, and what the Padres may have ahead for him on Gwyn and Chris. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Tony Gwynn Jr. has two partners, myself and Jesse Agler. He's going to be speaking with both of us at the very same time. Jesse Agler will be joining us on the program shortly here, premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Jesse, down in Peoria where the Padres just scored a run in the bottom of the eighth inning on a uh, two-out RBI single by Brett Sullivan to take a 4-3 lead over the Dodgers. Dodgers are now batting in the top of the ninth inning as the Padres' effort to win Another spring training game. Might as well dominate the Dodgers even in spring training. Don't even give them a thought. Actually, it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> We've talked about the Cactus League title, Chris. I know. It means a lot to you, yes. and it means a lot and to Sam, Sam Levitt. Levitt. <laughs> but uh, I don't think anybody else is too concerned one way or the other. All right, Jesse Agler joins us from Peoria. Jesse, how you doing? Good to finally talk to you again. Hope you had a great off season. Thank you, Chris. And uh, Tony and Scraby, it's good to be with you guys. Are you are you making it out here, Chris and Scraby? Oh yes, yeah. we will be there uh, okay. the final week of March or the second to last week of March, March twenty first through the twenty fourth. Yes, he needs to know the date so that he can circle that on his calendar. Yes, twenty fourth to Tony. <laughs> it's very I'm going to start. I'm I'm going to start a countdown timer on my phone <laughs> yes. so that I can regularly check how long it'll be. Regularly check that. Well, everything yeah. has to be timed now, Jesse. Every pitch, every at-bat, and every trip to Peoria. You know, I was thinking of this on the way over, and I was just saying to myself, going into the off season, based on last year and the finish and the way the offs went, if the Padres had done absolutely nothing this off season, like just totally yeah. stood pat, it probably wouldn't have been all that bad. And so how do you categorize what they did do this off season, Jesse? Very exciting. I, I mean, look, you're, you're right, because that roster that went to the NLCS last year is a really good roster. That's a roster that if you left it like that, it wouldn't be crazy to think they could get that far or even further this season. But you add a guy like Bogarts to the lineup, you sort of reinforce the pitching staff a little bit. That, to me, actually is kind of like the sneaky, most important thing that happened. You know, just that collection of signings, you know, Waka and those guys. And on top of everything else, obviously, you get like Juan Soto having a full spring here, a full way to sort of like become a part of this thing and get a fresh start and an off season where he's able to work on his swing and get right whatever he needed to do. I mean, this roster 
yesterday was a perfect illustration of, of what they're capable of when they're at their best. And I'm not suggesting that it'll be 18 runs on a regular basis or anything like that. But, you know, I mean, Tony and I talked about it, and you guys might have talked about it earlier. Like, it was just you could see it coming. And, you know, if you're a pitcher who's not dominant and you start to get in trouble against the bottom half of this lineup, you got no chance. You've got no chance. Um, because if those guys get rolling, all of a sudden, you know, you got four or five of the best hitters in the National League all coming up back to back to back to back. And it's it's hard to pull out of that spin. It really is. Yeah, one of the things that happens to big league pick pitchers is that pressure starts to mount. You start to know you have to be finer. You have to make sure you put the ball in this exact spot. And what tends to happen for even good pitchers, when they start thinking in that way, they make mistakes. You're making mistakes to those five guys Jesse just mentioned. Uh, you're going to get results like you saw last night. Jesse, you've been here uh, about a week and a half longer than I have. Um, and so you've kind of seen these guys build up four games in, well, almost officially four games here as the the ball club's in the top of the ninth right now. What, what's been your early spring season takeaway from just the vibe that you've seen just walking around? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a team where, like, just the the severity of the talent is so in your face. You know, you walk into the clubhouse and it's like, oh, all-star, oh, future Hall of Famer, oh, all-star, oh, future Hall of Famer, you know, and it's like you can't escape that. And it, it brings with it sort of almost like, uh, this is a word we don't often use in baseball, but like a gravitas. You know, there's there's just this sort of, you know, regal feeling in there. A guy like Nelson Cruz along with Manny, along with Soto, along with Bogarts, and like, you know, we'd heard a lot about Xander's personality and how he's like the world's greatest teammate and he's a really great guy and all that. And I'm sure all that's true, and we've seen some of that. He is also a very serious professional, I am seeing yeah. in these early goings. You know, it's not like he's all fun and games like laughing. You know, he, he's got a different personality than Fernando, for instance. You know, Fernando is always kind of bouncing around and smiling and laughing, and it's not a criticism in any way. That's just his personality. That's part of what makes him a wonderful person. That's part of what makes him Fernando. I, I kind of maybe in my head assumed Bogarts would be similar just based on everything I had heard, and I don't think that's the case. You know, Xander's got like a real seriousness to him, um, you know, the guys like Manny and Soto and Cruz have as well. I mean, look, this is a team that has one goal, and that goal obviously is to win the World Series, and, like, you can feel that as soon as you walk into the clubhouse. Jesse Agler is with us from Peoria, and, uh, of course, he's the voice of Padre Baseball right here on 97.3 The Fan. Padre manager Bob Melvin said that Fernando Tatis Jr. will be the designated hitter tomorrow's game against the Giants. I mean, just how, how kind of exciting is all of this, I mean, uh, you know, when when the whole thing went down in August, I think there was some question as to, you know, whether or not the fan base was going to be forgiving of Fernando. Well, time yeah. has gone by. It seems to me everybody's pretty darn excited that Fernando is coming back and can't wait for him to start playing 20 games into the season. Yeah, I, I agree, and it probably helps, you know, for a lot of fans, right, the team had the success they did last year. Um, because, you know, maybe if they went out against the Mets in the wild card round, it'd be a lot easier to sit around and be like, man, imagine if they would have had Fernando. You know what I mean? But it was sort of like they made a good run. They got better this offseason. He's a young guy. He obviously, um, you know, had a lot of money in the bank with the fan base from his previous accomplishments. Um, and, and so you're right. I think it's been overwhelmingly positive. I'm sure there are still people out there who are upset. And I understand that. You, you have that right as a fan. You certainly do. Um, but I think in San Diego, people, uh, generally speaking, are very, very happy because they're going to get to see this guy play baseball again. And he brings extraordinary joy to all of us when we get to watch him play. You know, it's not only that he's a great player, which obviously he is, but it's the way he's great. It's an exciting great. 
it's a it's a sort of exuberant great that you know not every great player has and so again you add it to the mix with all these other guys and it's just really really fun and you know, look the other thing is that just to go back to the fan stuff is you know he he knows what it's going to yeah. be like on the road this year and it's it's not just going to be Dodger Stadium and it's not just going to be New York or Philadelphia you know I mean I, I think he's he's very realistic that it's it's going to be tough sledding away from Petco Park this year for him, and I think he's 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 going to be able to handle that better than than maybe most twenty three twenty four year old guys would be able to. Not that it's going to be fun necessarily or easy to get that reaction every time you come to bat, um, but I, I don't think it's going to catch him off guard, and I, I think that's important for the Padres going forward here. Yeah, no, this is this is where his maturity will will really start to kind of show and and be of help to him as he starts to go because that's just as it is. It's going to be everywhere he goes that he's going to be hearing loud, raucous boos, I guess depending on how well teams draw that the Padres are going to play. Jesse, um, Manny Machado um, signs the 11-year deal. Uh, they basically rip up the old deal. They, they do a new one. And it's not often that you and I, I don't know that we've ever really been able to have the legacy conversation. But with this contract, that's kind of the era we're in, right? Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, that's it. That that locks it up, right? I mean, you know, it, it, it isn't hard to project what he's going to be able to do over those 11 years. A.J. Cassavell wrote a nice piece that's on Padres.com about, you know, like the sort of milestones that are within reach and, you know, maybe trying to figure out when they could take place. But he is going to hit a lot of very big numbers. And we now pretty much know, assuming he passes his physical, which I'm sure he will, that, you know, those those accomplishments will be made in a Padre uniform. And that is obviously a, a huge deal. And look, you said it yesterday on the radio when we were talking about it. I mean, it, it puts him in a conversation next to your dad. Um, and, and that's <laughs> that's a pretty big thing to say about anybody in San Diego. So, I mean, he's going to accomplish a lot of things individually. And hopefully the teams that he's on and the teams that he's leading accomplish some pretty serious things uh, in terms of their goals and accomplishments as well. Because, um, yeah, I mean, look, there, there will be no question now. You know, if, if if he indeed stays on his Hall of Fame track, what hat he's going to be wearing on that plaque in Cooperstown? Jesse Agler is with us from Peoria. You know, this is this is going to be a probably a love fest at least until the Padres lose their first game of the regular season, and that's a wonderful <laughs> thing. I'm sure everywhere you've gone, Jesse, people are like, "Oh my God, you're going to have an unbelievable season!" And this team, what are you making this nonsense of? You know, baseball all of a sudden now putting together a. I don't know, a committee to look into overspending and all of this stuff. I I just, I I really find it hard to believe that baseball wouldn't want all of its teams to go for it as much as they possibly can. And they really ought to be investigating these teams that aren't going for it more than the ones that they are. Doesn't that seem to make sense to you? Yeah, of course. But look, we're talking about a couple different things, right? When, When you say baseball should want their teams to do this, Yes, that's true of the marketing people, um, you know, the people who are in charge of getting as many eyeballs on the sport as possible. There's no question. But that's not who runs baseball. The people who run baseball are the owners of the team. And, you know, there are 20 of them, maybe, you know, who, who disagree very seriously with everything you just said, uh, despite the fact that it would be good for the sport and good for everybody involved. You know, that old saying about, you know, a high tide raises all ships or whatever, like that's true. You know, I mean, like, the, the, the more teams that are better, the better it is for more teams. Um, but that's just not the way a lot of these owners choose to operate their business, which I suppose is their right. It's obviously, as a fan, about as frustrating of a thing as you can possibly imagine. But, look, this, this isn't a new thing in baseball. I mean, you come back to the history of this game, 
You read that old Lords of the Realm book. I mean, this is this is generally how many baseball owners have behaved for many, many years. We are very, very fortunate to be in a time and place in San Diego where, you know, we've got a guy who's bucking the trend uh, because there have been very, very few precious of those guys over the course of this game. That's just sort of the reality of the ownership history in Major League Baseball. Jesse Agler joins us here, voice of the Padres here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And, and Jesse, you and I have uh, had some good discussions here over these first three games that we covered in terms of the new rules, um, in terms of um, – and, and it's not just a pitch clock. We're talking no shifts. We're talking the pickoffs. I was just telling Chris about what one of the things that both you and I have noticed – have been the back picks from from the catchers. That's kind of taken mm-hmm. the place for some of the pickoffs from the pitcher. Uh, 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 putting that aside, what else has surprised you, or has or has maybe been somewhat different than you thought it would be of these rules that are out there? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, I think the the pitch clock is doing pretty much what we all expected it to do. I know you and I. We're, we're, we were not ready for it game one. You know, like, let's just come out and admit that. We can, we can say that now in our little post-game press conference here. Like, we were not ready for it. Um, we thought we were ready for it. We prepared for it. We talked about it. We thought about it. And it still knocked us on our butts. But, um, you know, but after a game, it's fine. And, and, yeah, so I think that's doing what it does. I'll say with the shift thing, you know, I, I, I got tremendous joy from seeing a couple of balls get through the infield the last few Me days too. that wouldn't have in the last couple of years. And, and you know, I, I get why you did. You're a hitter. But, like, as a fan, you know, it, it, it reminded me of, like, yeah, that's, that's supposed to be a hit. And, like, it's good when a ball in a place that's supposed to be a hit is a hit and not a routine out. Um, and, and I think as time goes on, we'll also see, you know, more of those great diving attempts and plays by your middle infielders, you know, as they kind of go away from the middle or up the middle to try and steal a hit and, Look, the thing Theo Epstein has been saying about this, and he's exactly right, is you know we're, we're not interested in which team is the best positioning algorithms. We're interested right. in which team has the best athlete up the middle. And now it's going to be the athleticism that leads to plays being made and outs being recorded and not you know some coach telling a guy to stand two and a half feet over to his left. So um, I, I just I really did. I got real joy of just seeing that ball trickle on through or push on through the infield that you know the last couple of years we all know wouldn't have been a hit. Jesse, uh, do you know who Dave Lapham is by any chance? That name ring a bell to you? Yes, it, he's it, a, it rings a bell, but I'm going to need help. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer as far as our uh, rate the radio call is concerned, because <laughs> he is right. the he is the color commentator for the Cincinnati Bengals. Here's a little clip of him talking over the Cincinnati Bengals play by play guy this year. Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have <laughs> the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers play, behind yeah. him. Hubbard to the Ravens, 40, <laughs> nice. the 30, nice. the 20. Yeah. All right, so you get the idea of what we're talking about, Jesse. Uh, obviously, Tony Gwynn Jr. has been hearing all of this, and he's telling us that he's very excited to start yelling some of those same things <laughs> during your play-by-play this year. Thought we'd get an early comment from you on how that might might go down. <laughs> I am uh, I am never going to tell Tony how to do his job. I'll just say that Tony Tony knows how to do his job very very well. He doesn't need any help from me, any advice from me. But I like the idea of like you know on a on like a ball in the gap, a guy's trying to score from first base. You know, it's like rounding second on his way to third. Go! You know, like, <laughs> they're waving him home. You know. It's, ah! It could get a little, uh, it could get a little chaotic, but you know, yeah. chaos is fun. 
Yeah, that's response. classic stuff. We, we we had to get your thoughts on that before the start of the season because we've been joking the entire offseason that, you know, Tony's obviously never going to do stuff like that. He's done a great no. job of working <laughs> with you. And, I mean, your guys' chemistry has really become something here in two years I don't know how to, you know, how you would answer this, but do you do you work on anything personally during the off season, or do you just kind of let the whole season relax and head into another year? Um, I, I mean, it's not like there's, a, you know, like a, a gym for broadcasting, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I go back, I, I go back and I listen, um, you know, and 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 you know, not too often because you don't want to beat yourself over the head with it, but I, I do go back and listen to stuff. Um, you know, it's funny because if you remember something being really good, you go back and listen and you go, eh, it was fine. And, and if you remember something being really bad and then you go back and listen to it, you go, eh, it was fine. Um, but, you know, you, you try and pick up a couple things here and there and you say, you know what, maybe a little bit more of that, maybe a little bit less of this, um, you know, that kind of thing. So that's that's what I do. I do that during the season as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the main thing is to kind of rest and recharge as best you can, get yourself in good physical shape because it is uh, it's a long grind, obviously, during the season. And and we expect it to be extra, extra long this year. Extra long, extra fun. Jesse Agler from Peoria. Thanks so much for the time, as always, Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. Scraby and I will look forward to seeing you soon. I'm sure Tony will see you manana. And uh, I know you'll have a great season. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. And uh, you're welcome anytime. I, I look forward to seeing you and Scraby in 18 days, 22 hours, uh, 16 minutes, and 11 seconds. The clock is running. The clock is running. Jesse Agler joining us there on the uh, Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. I mean, you, I don't. I mean, having done as much, you know, play-by-play broadcasting and been luckily, you know, able to do some championship teams with the hockey, Tony. And when you've got a great team, I don't care what position in the organization you are, whether you're a, a player, a manager, a coach, a broadcaster, or a front office exec, you still just can't wait to get to the ballpark. You know, yeah. it, it just makes everybody more excited. Yeah, it's, you know, especially at the beginning of the year, it's fresh. Like, you, you look forward to it. And when you're on, when you have a chance to be a part of, of winning, there there really isn't anything like it. I'm not playing anymore, but it was so much fun when the Padres were winning, especially at the end of the season. So, yeah, man, you get a taste of that. You want to keep doing it, for sure. All right, we have an hour in. A 3 o'clock hour uh, kicks things off with a little check of the Daily Gambit. So uh, stick around. A lot more Gwen and Chris ahead. San Diego's number one sports talk station. This is 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.